Welcome to the Irish Baptist College podcast. The Irish Baptist College exists to magnify Christ, advance the gospel and strengthen the church. We do so by being serious about the Bible, the gospel and being Baptist. In this podcast you will enjoy being encouraged in your faith while getting to know the college staff. I'm your host Davy Ellison, I'm the director of training at the college and today I'm talking with Pastor Edwin Yurt, the principal. Um, so Edwin, maybe we'll begin where we should begin, and that's with introductions. So could you introduce yourself, please? Thanks, Davey. My name is Edwin Yurt. As you've said, I'm the principal of the college. I've been that since 2010. I came to work at IBC in uh, 2007. Prior to that, I was 21 years in pastoral work, married to Alison, three grown-up children, all married. Uh, I now have three grandchildren. Uh, we live in Brashean, just outside Ballymena. Uh, we've been there since about 2012. And village life is interesting because uh, you probably are going to take a long time until you've actually been uh, described as a native, I'd say. But we, we enjoy living there. Very friendly place. We are members of Ballymena Baptist Church and we're enjoying the fellowship there. Excellent, excellent. Because most people are listening to this, um, I'm going to share that you smiled slightly broader whenever you were introducing your grandchildren than you did your children. But oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I think that's probably true for all um, grandparents. As yes, they, the old say story is told. If you uh, if you had known how good your grandchildren were going to be, you would have had them first. <laughs> yes. Excellent, excellent. Well, obviously, uh, being the principal of the Irish Baptist College and uh, also working in pastoral ministry before that, um, you are a Christian, Edwin. So could you share uh, your conversion experience with us? Yeah, I, I was brought up in the Gospel Hall and uh, was accustomed to being taken along to many a Gospel meeting and many an evangelistic campaign. And so it really was at the age of 10 when I was converted in a gospel meeting one evening in Mackerfeld in the hall there. I don't remember who the preacher was. I couldn't tell you what he spoke about. But I, I think the thing that really impressed itself upon me was that uh, the rest of the family members, my mum and dad and my sister at that time, my brother was born later, but my sister at that time, uh, uh, they were all ready uh, to meet the coming Christ that was something that impressed itself upon me, and I knew that I wasn't. And so I, I remember that evening well uh, in the gospel meeting, and I trace my conversion back to that point. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Obviously, the Christian life uh, is constituted of more than um, just conversion experience, but then discipleship after that and growth in Christian character and maturity. And that's something that is a key aim here in the college. We don't simply want to educate people, but we want spiritual formation to be central um, to everything we do with the students. Um, so I'm wondering just if there's any individuals who have played a particularly prominent role in your life uh, in terms of your spiritual formation. Uh, and if there are, what exactly did those individuals do that was helpful in 
beneficial for you in, in your Christian growth? Yeah, I know where to begin in answering this question, but I'm not quite sure I know where to stop because there have been so many people that I could identify. But I would say that the the key person in my early Christian experience uh, was Pastor Jim Smith. 1975, I joined the Baptist Church in Mackerfeld and uh, became friendly with his boys. They had, they had moved just really that year uh, to the church. Uh, became friendly with his boys, his family, and and he, as the pastor of the church, had a seminal influ- influence upon me uh, in terms of teaching uh, his ministry. I still remember. I still have some of the notes that uh, I took during his <laughs> sermons, and he was an expositor. And that really made an impression upon me, just mm. learning the Bible better, uh, how to handle God's Word better. And uh, then not just his teaching, but also his his, his living uh, the impression that he made of godliness upon me and a number of other young fellows in the church uh, was profound. Mm. So, uh, so I'd say I'd say Pastor Smith uh, and and his boys, and I'm still friendly, particularly with Peter, uh, who's a, a member of the Moira Church here, not too far from where we're sitting at the minute. Uh, so, I I think of those connections right back to to Macrofelt in the early days. Uh, and then uh, I also think of the the guys that I went to Jordanstown with who were Christians. So mm. uh, in 1977, I went to Jordanstown, what was then the Ulster Polytechnic, it's now the University of Ulster, uh, to do social work. The, the history of that is that I, I made a mess in my A-levels. Uh, I, I, I had the ambition to be a history teacher. <laughs> And I, I was I was all set for Queens, and then the A level A level results came in, and uh, given all this happened recently, in fact, I said in jest the other day that I wondered would it be possible to get my A levels remarked, but uh, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen now after all these years. Well, you can always ask. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I uh, I went to Jordanstown and got involved in the Christian Union, and and uh, I would say to anybody who's who's leaving school, going to university, it's very important to. To get involved, not just in clubs and societies, because some of them are very worthwhile. Sports, for example, mm. was a big part of my life. Uh, but getting involved with other Christians in, in the CU, as it was then, uh, was a crucial thing. And so there were fellows that I shared a house with, most of whom are now, interestingly, in the ministry. Okay. And uh, we ran Bible a Bible study together uh, on a Wednesday night. And then we were involved in the the CU committee, and 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 all of that had a had a huge influence upon me. Uh, so that was then, uh, and then afterwards, going into to ministry myself, I, I would say the people who've had the biggest imp- <coughs> impact upon me are close friends from early days in training. So people mm. that I went to Irish Baptist College with. Mm. Uh, uh, I think of people like Leslie Hutchinson, who's been a lifelong friend and uh, uh, has been a, a great encouragement and help to me over the years. Uh, and then more recently, uh, this is a little bit from left field, but more recently uh, uh, being involved in the chaplaincy work in the Motorcycle Union of Ireland, uh, which I did for about 20 years. Uh, John Kirkpatrick and, and Noel Agnew have been good friends, but also very much colleagues in gospel work. Uh, Noel went to glory uh, just in the autumn past and uh, I miss him dearly 
uh, and yet I look back with great affection on the, the impact he had upon me. So, so uh, all of this has, has shaped and molded me, I would say, into yeah. the person that I am today. Yeah. Maybe I can follow that up with uh, another question. Um, you talked about friends who you trained with in college and then you've kept kept those friendships. Um, was Was there anything in particular that led to your desire to train for ministry was was that group of guys in Jordanstown with them was it seeing pastor jim smith in the early days was it a bit of everything what, it was what? a combination of those two things uh, uh the the church in Macrofelt were a great help because they uh they took a risk with me they they gave me a sunday school class to look after at an early stage and then after that i i was the leader of the, the youth fellowship and I, I remember well the day that, that Pastor Smith came to me and said that the office bearers had been talking about me. And I thought I'd done something wrong. <laughs> I was pretty sure I had. Uh, but it turned out that they, they had come to the conviction themselves that I should think about uh, going to college to do training. Okay. Uh, and then linked to that were those guys in Jordanstown mm. uh, who were also thinking in this way, sensing a call of God in their lives. Yeah. And, and I was sensing that in my own heart and life. And so all of those factors came together in a very positive way to lead me to this situation. That's right. Great, great. Well, it's good to hear all friends having um, such a impact on you. Um, recently, I remarked to a friend that uh, people are not our only friends, but books can also be friends as well. Um, and so uh, you need only to walk into Edwin's office and you'll see a, a whole rake of books there on the bookshelves. Um, I'm going to ask you if you could share maybe just two or three books that have been particularly helpful in your Christian life and uh, maybe just explain why or in what way um, they've helped. Okay, uh, there, there are three. I've been asked to identify three and it's a very difficult thing to do because <laughs> I, I love books. I'm a, I'm a voracious reader. Uh, so it's it's hard to, to identify three, but I picked out three. Uh, and the first one is a book by a guy called T.C. Hammond. Uh, and it's entitled In Understanding Be Men. A Handbook of Christian Doctrine. Uh, this I bought for £1.65. Uh, dear knows when. It, must, it dates back, I think, to Jordanstown days. And it's a little compendium of Christian doctrine. Uh, I'm smiling as, I, as I'm looking through it here because it's underlined all over the place with a blue biro. <laughs> so uh, my books will be of no value to anybody in the future. Uh, I've destroyed them all with underlining and making comments in the margins. But this this is a great little book and it it gives you an introduction to basic Christian beliefs in a way that is not too demanding. And at that stage in my life, I didn't want anything that was too demanding. If you wanted something more contemporary, this would be out of print now, but if you wanted something more contemporary and similar vein, uh, then Know the Truth by Bruce Milne would be the mm. one that, that I would recommend. So that Excellent. was on, on basic Christian doctrine. Uh, then this is also connected a little bit to Jordanstown days because those years were, uh, were, were key years for me. Uh, not only did I meet my wife, <laughs> I, should have, I should have said that earlier, <laughs> who's been a great influence upon me. I thank God for her, uh, uh, for Alison. But, but um, uh, I, I think of Christian leaders that, that we encountered in the CU at, at the Poly in Jordanstown. And one of those leaders was Oliver Barclay. 
who worked for the old IVF, but when I when I was involved in the CU, it was UCCF, and and he was instrumental mm. in that change of name actually. But Oliver Barclay was. Uh, a tremendous influence on a generation of students. I remember him coming to a conference in Greystones in the Republic uh, uh, to speak at that conference and uh, spending time with him. And he took time not just with groups of people, but also with individuals just to talk to them about their life and their future and what they were thinking. Mm. Uh, And so this little book, Evangelicalism in Britain, 1935 to 95, is written by Oliver Barclay. And in my estimation, it is one of the best histories of evangelicalism uh, that you can find. There, there are others, of course, more mm. uh, uh, more contemporary than this. But I, I find myself almost always going back to this one for a good take on the development of evangelicalism in Britain today. Mm, that's helpful. It's always good to know how we got to where we are, and um, that's good. And then uh, the third book is a biography And this is a a biography we talked earlier about people being Mm. so important. And uh, so maybe it's appropriate that I'm I'm mentioning this. But this is a biography of John Newton by Jonathan Aitken. Uh, Jonathan Aitken may be known to some listeners. Uh, He was an MP and a cabinet member uh, who had a bit of a fall from grace and then was converted And uh, this uh, is a tremendous biography of John Newton, simply entitled John Newton, From Disgrace to Amazing Grace. Mm. And so it's a very, very clever title, I think. But it's one of the best biographies, uh, bar none, that I've read. Not just about, there are lots of biographies of Newton, but Aitken has a tremendous style, ability to get inside the mind of a person and to present his ideas and his life. Uh, in a very helpful way. <clears throat> so this this is a, a a great volume. It's it's one of those I sometimes say to the students. Here's a here's one for your Christmas list. Now we're we're past <laughs> Christmas, but maybe do you get books for people at Easter? Why not? Uh, th- those are three that I would recommend. Excellent, thank you. Um, and good variety there as well. A little bit of biography, a little bit of history, a little bit of doctrine. Um, really helpful. So we've been thinking a little bit about spiritual formation in in your life, um, Edwin, and uh, as we begin to draw to a close, uh, I'm going to press you for some advice now, uh, and I have two scenarios in mind. So the first scenario is someone within a church, they feel like they've matured, they've developed in their Christian life, and they want to be a benefit to other people. They want to be a godly influence on them. they want to be someone's Leslie Hutchinson to draw alongside them and to encourage people. Um, so if someone's listening, they want to do that for others. Um, what would be the, the piece of advice you would give them as they begin to try to invest in other people? Yeah, uh, well, a number of things. First of all, I'd say you, you've you got to take time. Uh, you, you can't do this uh, on the basis of... Uh, fleeting conversation once in the blue moon, as we say. Mm. You've got to invest time in people. Mm. Uh, so the whole business of mentoring is about time, spending time. Uh, I'd say, secondly, tea, coffee. Uh, one of the places that I, I uh, uh, learned most, need to be careful about this, uh, uh, <laughs> maybe the place I learned most was at the Irish Baptist College as a student. Let's hope so. But I also learned a lot, I also learned a lot in coffee shops because yeah. uh, people... 
some of the students would have gone as a group and maybe sometimes two or three of us just to a, a coffee shop for a chat and we end up talking about all kinds of subjects, not just theology, but mm. life and, and future ministry and all of that. Uh, uh, and that's great uh, to be in that informal setting uh, where you can learn from one another. I would say as well, uh, a couple of other things. First of all, take God seriously, but don't take yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. That's a John Frame comment. And I believe that with all my heart. The, the idea that I would want to hold myself up as a model makes me, makes me frightened. Mm-hmm. So I'd want the person that I was hoping to mentor or to encourage to realize that just like them, I haven't got it all made. Mm-hmm. I haven't arrived. Uh, no such thing as sinless perfection. I, I'm just uh, a fellow traveler with all the foibles and frailties that every other Christian has, but the grace of God has worked on my life and whatever God has done in me and for me, I want to help to pass that on to others. So in other words, t- take God seriously and his grace seriously, but maybe uh, take yourself a wee bit less seriously than that. And then I think also pass on to people uh, some of the good things that 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 God has poured into your life. So the whole business of of good friends, the whole business of good books. Uh, uh, the one area I would say where I I think you can set a really good example uh, is in terms of the local church. Encourage that person in the context of service. Hmm. First of all, of attendance. Um, there's some people who who struggle to get themselves organized to be regular in attendance at church, but the scripture assures us that that's a vitally important part of, of uh, growing in grace. Uh, and therefore, maybe I could be a model to somebody in that respect and say, uh, look, come with me to this. Uh, let's go together. I'll pick you up. That that kind of approach to, yeah. to helping somebody and then building into them those other uh, graces that God has poured into your life as well. That's really helpful and um, really insightful as well, just not to take ourselves too seriously. I think uh, that's a trap we often fall into and um, that's a word of wisdom um, for sure. Perhaps someone's listening and they're at the other end of the scale. They think oh, there's no way I'm in a position to to encourage other people or to mentor other people. In fact, that's what I need. Um, and so I want to find someone who is godly, who is mature. I want to seek someone out who's going to disciple me, guide me, teach me. Um, do you have any advice for that person, who they should seek out, how they should go around uh, or go about seeking um, that kind of individual out? Yeah, I suppose there's a little bit of a catch-22 this one because the, the task of leadership in the church is to pastor the flock, Mm. uh, to seek out the people who need help. And I suppose it's the first responsibility of pastor and elders to do that. Mm. The problem is that sometimes the demands of that are such that uh, there are people who who slip between the gaps and and are missed out. And if there is somebody who, who thinks, well, nobody has ever tried to come alongside me to encourage me and help me, who do you look to? Well, I'd say have a 
conversation with your pastor. Go to one of those elders mm. and uh, explain your situation to them and say to them, uh, uh, "Look, here's a here are some things I'm struggling with. Could you could you help me with this? Could you spend time with me?" Sometimes it may not be the pastor and elders. There may be other Christians in the church, those who've had a little bit of experience. Not necessarily the oldest people in the church. Sometimes we talk about the the wisdom <laughs> of the years. Not yeah. necessarily the oldest people, but sometimes younger people who have good experience of the Christian life, the ups and downs of it, the joys and sorrows of it, and and uh, go to them, speak to them. I I think it becomes obvious after a while who the go to people are. Mm. There there are people. One writer described it once. Uh, I can't remember who this was, but he described it once as people with approachable faces. Um, and uh, I like that because there there are people with, by the sheer expression in their face, you think to yourself, oh, I'm not sure I want to go to them. But, but there are others who have a, a warmth of disposition. And, well, wouldn't it be great if those people with a warmth of disposition had at the same time the, the wisdom of the years? If those mm. two things could come together, uh, then those are the people to go to. And uh, don't rule out the importance of prayer, of course, in this, that the Lord would lead you to yeah. the right person to, to get advice from. Yeah. Well, speaking as an elder in a local church, let me just echo that and say, approach your pastor or your elders. And uh, while they might not be the right person to do that, they could certainly point you to people who uh, who could um, and could help. Well, Edwin, that's all the questions you'll be glad to know I'm going to ask you. Um, okay. I want to thank you for your time um, today. Uh, and I want to thank you for uh, listening to the Irish Baptist College podcast. To find out more about the college, visit our website, irishbaptistcollege.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. And we look forward to you joining us again next time. Mm-hmm.